We have a mic now, so everyone can hear us at the same volume. Same volume. Because we got rich. Just kidding. We're just borrowing this from Eden, who already owned it. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know where this came from. What? Yeah. It was just in my house. How long has it been there? Uh, since, well, it came from Greg. Oh. So he had it. I don't know what he had it for, though. Okay. Okay. Um, should we get started? Let's get started. Okay. This one, I think, is going to be the big one where we have a big argument. It might be. (laughs) Where we throw down. We throw it down. And I'm going to say a lot of mean things about your baby. Oh. (laughs) Dang it. I know. It's too bad. This is Burn This Book, a banned books book club where we, Nicole and Eden, read a banned or challenged book twice a month and discuss its meaning, impact, and censorship to make it more accessible for all readers. This month's book is The Adventures of Captain Underpants by Dave Pilkey, which was published in 1997 for kids. This book has been challenged for two decades. If you don't know anything about this book, it's like a little... uh... It's definitely children's age reading. Um, it's like 130 pages or like 110 pages, 115 pages. It did not even feel like that. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's like probably two sentences on each page. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely for kids reading between like third and fifth grade, I'd say. Probably. Yeah. But um, it's – and it almost takes like – at times it takes a comic book, like a, a little graphic novel turn. Mm-hmm. And um, – but it's a lot of like fun illustrations and to me – this feels like the most ludicrous book in the world for me to be talking about in a critical way because it felt like, it feels like we're just talking about an Ed, Ed, and Eddie episode. It does feel like that. Or a cat dog. And I have to have opinions. <laughs> she has strong ones. Um, so a quick summary of the book. So basically it is Harold and George, two friends at a school, and they're big pranksters. They like pulling pranks on people. Um, People think they're very... Adults are annoyed by them. Sure, they're the worst, but they're they're cute. But they're cute. Um, Their principal catches them doing a prank, and so he he had it on tape, and then he decides to blackmail them. Um, And he's like, oh, if you don't want me to show everyone that you guys were the ones who did this big prank... (laughs) <laughs> then uh, you should mow my lawn. He basically enslaves them for... Yeah, it gets pretty dark. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. And it wasn't just a prank that they did. Like, it was a football game, and they, like, put bubbles and things and put helium in the football, and they gave everyone, like, rash cream, and there was, like, prank on prank on prank on prank. It was, like, an Even Stevens episode on steroids, and the principal... Um, the big threat was that he was going to tell the football team or show the football team a videotape of these two boys doing that prank. And the football team was going to kill those boys every single day mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. For the rest of their lives. They were going to be killed every day for the rest of their lives. That was part of the book. <laughs> was, was that the wording? Cute. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty cute. Uh, another thing is Harold and George really like to write comics. And so it's very fun because they're writing these comics they're writing comics about this one hero called Captain Underpants, um, <laughs> and they distribute it at school to make money. So they're very mm-hmm. enterprising, very much pranksters. They remind me of Fred and George from Harry Potter a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, 
they bought a um, hypnosis ring, a hypno ring, and they decided to <laughs> hypnotize the principal and make him do ridiculous things. And then at one point, they make they tell the principal to be Captain Underpants, and so principal becomes Captain Underpants. If you don't know what that, who that is, it's a very iconic image. I feel like it is a <laughs> round iconic man. Image. I feel like he, I feel like it is. I I agree with you. It's kind of like you know in Doug. Uh-huh. When Doug is like his superhero version of himself where he Quail puts man? his Yeah, where he puts his like whitey tidies over his cargo shorts. And like has and then his, his belt over his head. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is kind of like an adult version of that. Yeah. But it's not Doug, so it's not cute. It's, it's just a, a grown man. A grown bald man. Yeah. Round and uh just in his underwear. Yeah. Um, and he does, like, he solves crime by giving, like, people wedgies and, like, slingshotting underwear onto them. And mm-hmm. lots of, like, I think if I was a third grader or a second grader, I would think this was the funniest crap ever. Mm-hmm. This was so funny. Mm-hmm. But also, um, like, I, I get the appeal for little kids because it's, like, oh, 100%. you just... And they hypnotized the principal who was being the worst, like, this authority figure... And so, yeah, I think it's pretty, it's a pretty fun book if you are a child and not thinking critically about it. But the more I've thought about it, the more disturbed I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that's just part of this project. Uh Uh-huh. Or if there's cause for me to be disturbed. But if I had kids, I don't think I'd let them read it. That's interesting. (gasps) Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the end of this podcast. So yeah, banned books. It's good for everybody. Yeah. It's for the best. Some of us just know better than other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, a quick just r- recap of the ending sorry, of it. Sorry, yeah, Oh, it's okay. Let's finish the book. Let's it is, finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they they encounter a supervillain called Dr. Diaper. Uh-huh. Um, and then Dr. Diaper has a bunch of robots, and they fight the robots in a really fun way in the book, actually. They do a two-frame... Uh, Dave does a two-frame... Um, animation I guess and you just flip a page the first page as fast as you can and then the second page has a different still so it looks like uh, mm-hmm. like Harold or George um, using a bat to hit a robot or something like that mm-hmm. it's um, pretty cute and it's they pretty like, cute. escape from the threat like the the evil plans of Dr. Diaper, which mm-hmm. incorporate, like, yeah, robot, robots, robots. Yeah, they were going to, uh, he, he was going to blow up the moon. Yeah. With a big crystal. Yep. And as I'm, <laughs> as I'm even summarizing this, I feel like a third grader. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's cute, though. So it's a cute book. And um, it ends with, like, the kids have to, like, kind of protect doc- Dr. <laughs> Mr. Un... Captain. Captain Underpants, thank you. <laughs> Senior Underpants. <laughs> they have to protect Mr. Captain Underpants. Ugh! 
Um, because, like, he doesn't know himself. Like, he's a hypnotized principal. Yeah. And it, there's a funny part when, like, he has to, like, he rips off his toupee and he's bald and yada yada. And he's running around just in his underwear. And at the end, the way he ultimately defeats Dr. Diaper. Dr. Diaper? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, is he, like, he takes his underwear off and slingshots it onto Dr. Diaper's head. Yeah. And then the boys are like, oh, golly. And they try to, like, hypnotize him back into being a principal. But every time someone will snap. Um, the principal will turn back into um, Captain, Captain Underpants. So that, and then that kind of begins the series of all these different adventures that George and Harold have with Captain Underpants, like just protecting him from himself, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and solving the problems with the help of this like silly, goofy, yeah, funny guy who talks about wedgies and like poops and things like that. Like there's a dog poop bit. Yeah, yeah. There's like, but a they lot make of... Doctor Diaper think he pooped his. Yeah. Had, like, a blowout or something. Yeah. Which, being a mother and dealing with blowouts, that is not funny, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Be better. Be better. (laughs) That is not fun to clean up. Do better. Do (laughs) better. So, okay, so what do you, when you were reading it, Eden, tell Mm -hmm. me all of your feelings. As the immature mom figure who is always telling dog poop jokes to everybody uh-huh uh-huh that's actually not who eden is in any way shape or form nope i've never even heard you talk about your bowel movements uh maybe i have greg is gonna laugh at this because he hears them all <laughs> <laughs> well sure um so uh <laughs> okay bowel movements yes <laughs> check Check, check. We love Actually, a healthy digestive system here. I read it with quite a bit of um, kind of curiosity because mm-hmm. I've never, I was never, these books never appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came out in 1997. So that's like the same year as Harry Potter. Everything is by, like, I, apparently I gauge things by. Yeah, before Harry Potter. Before Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. Yeah. Yeah, me too. BHP and AHP. <laughs> so this is. DHP during Harry Potter. <laughs> Dip. Dip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was reading much more advanced books than Captain okay. Underpants, you know? Okay. <laughs> Tony Morrison Library. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it never appealed. I was never in the age group that this was targeted to. And it never appealed to me. So I actually, I think I audibly gasped when I realized, when it became clear that the principal was Captain Underpants. I was like, what? Like, that was totally unexpected for me. I had no idea. I think, like, while reading it, twist of a lifetime. Yeah. While I was reading it, I did have my nephew in mind because, um, yeah, it feels like the stories that he would tell us. Um, as he was, like, if he's making up a story or we were, like, mm-hmm. playing games or something like that, like, oh, yeah, and then, like, oh, he's Captain Underpants, then he slingshots his underwear, and it's, um, it's like, oh, like, did he take his underwear off and do that? And it's like, nope, he just had underwear on him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it was in the book, too, like, he doesn't actually take his underwear off, he just had underwear to slingshot at, at some... Oh, no, he did he take He did it. take his underwear off because he was wearing a wheelbarrow. Oh, not yeah. a wheelbarrow. Yeah, a wheelbarrow. Yep, yep, yep. Not no. a wheelbarrow. A barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of manual labor in my Yeah. Life. So maybe cut out that part about my nephew. 
But I think that it's actually valid what you're saying because when you do go into the eyes of a young boy, I think that this is a pretty fun thing. Yeah. And like that's how this book was originally written. Did you know that Dave Pilkey wrote this? He had his own comic series called Captain Underpants when he was a little boy. I did know that because in the back of my book it had yeah, like a me whole. Too. <laughs> me too. So this wasn't like a grown man being like, I've got this amazing idea. This was he was a little boy when he originally came up with this idea, and it was because he had this kind of grumpy teacher who said the word underpants or underwear and everyone started laughing and then she said it louder and everyone in the classroom started laughing even harder and so he realized how funny underwear is yeah. so he started making his own little comic strip and drawing everything and then like 30 years later he, he decided to actually publish yeah, it yeah he decided yeah. to probably finesse a little bit of the storyline but probably a little he, bit <laughs> but uh, and now it's like this huge thing i mean there's tv shows there's movies there's like I'm sure there's merch. Probably. Yeah. Um, and Ca- <laughs> what were you saying? Just like Captain Underpants Underpants. <laughs> you love that, don't you? Yeah, but it's funny because like, he Could. just wears tidy whities So are, are Captain Underpants Underpants just tidy whities They're just fruit of the loom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they are. Um, I have my feelings about it. Yeah. Tell me so your I have feelings. I a whole journey. Of feelings. Yeah. So I was first, like, I always knew about Captain Underpants, but I was never interested because, like you, I was a snobby little kid and mm-hmm. I was reading Harry Potter. Harry probably. Potter and big time books and, like, Anna Green Gable and Anna Green Gables. And I was a little, like, I just did not appeal to me in the same way that the TV show Rocket Power never really appealed to me. And in the same way that Cat Dog did not appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, meh. Um, but when I was babysitting my niece and nephew recently, and they are seven and four, almost five, um, a girl and a boy, and they, um, they weren't supposed to be watching Captain Underpants, but I was babysitting and they were, (laughs) and I was watching (laughs) with them. And then I learned that they weren't supposed to, so I'm still a good babysitter, but, um, they, we were watching it and I was like really creeped out watching it because I was like, why is this TV show about a grown man wearing underwear and it's granted as a cartoon but still I just was like ew compared to like the other things they've been watching like the is it Aquanauts I have no idea there's this really cool show where these people are like saving glaciers and stuff these people as in these animals oh what are they called they're so great anyways that and then Bluey is another competitor Bluey's great in the shuffle and um and Paw Patrol and all that jazz and so when this one came in, it just was like, ugh. I was, like, the characters, it was just so dumb. And I finally understood why my mom didn't like me watching Rugrats because she didn't want me to, like, she didn't want that behavior of Angelica modeled for us to think that it was okay to be all mean to each other. Mm-hmm. And so I really, like, that was the first time I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And I feel like, um, like, reading the book was pretty fun, but I think watching the show... I had different reactions. Like, the book, yeah, there were twists. I didn't know it was going to be the principal either. I yeah. know I made fun of you kind of earlier. Yeah. But I didn't know. <laughs> I was amazed. Yeah. And it was really funny how, like, Dr. Diaper killed me. I loved him. <laughs> but I just Because he kind of like, looked like Danny DeVito a bit. That's exactly why. <laughs> but I just feel like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with the idea of normalizing having an adult in their underwear with a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, kids... Just uh, that, just being normal. I also really don't like. I have, I've got a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. That's just the first one. The second one is, I don't love all of the literature about 
adults who should be safe people for kids to talk to, like their principal, mm-hmm. being demonized and being like seen as like the stupidest people ever. Yeah. And I, I just think like we, those of us adults that are in those positions need to rise up to the occasion. But we have so much media. And I don't know if it was like something that happened because in the 1950s we had like father knows best. Like every authority figure always knew better. And all the kids were like, oh, gee, well, of course. And then something happened in the 90s and 80s where it was like all the adults were just portrayed as complete idiots. And the kids had to then regulate and take care of the adults and make sure that they didn't get into trouble. Mm -hmm. And it was like, which is also not healthy and not, not normal. Like, that shouldn't be, there shouldn't be that role reversal. Granted, I don't think my niece and nephew were thinking role reversals and <laughs> and uh-huh. the changing tides of how we look at those things, but... I think those are valid views. Yeah. But I just, like, I think reading it, because that is an exercise, and I, like, you know, reading is a good skill, and that as, like, an early book to, like, get into it, and it's fun, it's like an adventure thing, that could get a kid interested in reading, and you could have that awesome conversation, but what about, like adults in underwear yeah you shouldn't be around them if they've taken their clothes off you need to run and you need to tell a person you trust mm-hmm. also adults can be trusted and they will take care of you you don't have to take care of them um and if they are making you take care of them that is not healthy that is abuse and um there are like so there's just like things that i just feel like are represented that i don't want my niece and nephew to think are like adventurous fun and cool yeah um and so watching it on TV, just, I had a different reaction. I was, like, kind of creeped out and kind of, like, annoyed. Whereas reading it, I had a really good time. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. I don't know. Like, I wish we could get a psychologist in here yeah. to explain why those different formats matter to me. But they do. That is really interesting. Yeah, hmm. yeah I I definitely agree on the front of... Um, yeah, not normalizing adults in underwear in front of kids. Um, so I'm not going to... I don't have any kind of arguments to that, really. Um, I do want to press on... Ooh. Authority figures. Yeah, um, press. Because while well, reading Dave Pilkey's uh, little biography at the end of mm-hmm. Captain Underpants, he, he um, grew up dyslexic and oh, yeah. with ADHD. So at a point... There is, like, if you are dyslexic and have ADHD in a public school, adults kind of can't be trusted to take care of you. Um, Whoa. That's what I... Throw down. I'm throwing it down. (laughs) Um, And, the like, Dave's escape was creating these comics that were kind of making fun of it yeah it was his way of coping with a world that where teachers were cruel to him like he was talking mm. about how he was sent to the hall a ton because he wasn't paying attention um there's like a lot of lack of compassion for him so I, th- I feel like this is a great book also for those types of kids who struggle with authority mm-hmm. because authority has struggled with them Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And maybe we just don't have ADHD. And, <laughs> and so we don't relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I, went I to... do think I have ADHD. <laughs> we did have that talk this week. Yep. Um, I do, like, even in my elementary school, I went to a charter school and it was not the right fit for me at all. And it was definitely, like, the right place for my some of my siblings, not all of them. 
But for me, it was a really miserable experience. Um, I started getting to like habits of like disordered eating, things like that, because I needed a creative outlet and that school just did not have those resources, nor was that even important or a priority for how that school was run. That school was mostly like, um, this was in the 90s, but today it would have been considered like, it probably would have been built as a STEM school, but it wasn't at that time because I don't think that was really that much of a thing in the 90s to that extent. It was yeah. like one of the first charter schools in in Colorado. And I remember like having so many issues with authority. Like I felt so misunderstood. I felt so frustrated by all the stupid rules that I didn't understand. And I was failing all my classes. Like legitimately, I didn't think I was smart. It wasn't until I transferred schools that I learned that I was actually like a really great writer and that I actually learned that I had things to like, I started getting A's and I became like a really high, high achieving student. Um, Humble brag. <laughs> I'm super smart. <laughs> but um, She is. <laughs> but I like, I learned how to work hard because I got that encouragement. So I think like, so when I do look at this from the framework of that charter school and my experiences of being really misunderstood there, and just feeling like an absolute failure all the time. And I did demonize a lot of my teachers. Yeah. Um, I do get that. Yeah. I just think that the, like, so I do really appreciate that you brought that up. Because I am not dyslexic, nor do I have diagnosed ADHD. Maybe I haven't. Yeah. I don't know. My attention is terrible. I'm talking to a doctor next week. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I just feel like the pendulum swung so extremely from the 1950s, which was super inappropriate of, like, every adult male person in your life is going to know everything about everything to this, like, other place of, like, no adult can be trusted and you're the only one Mm -hmm. that can handle this world. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, like, with the context of Dave Pilkey, which is spelled D-A-V. Yeah. Oh, we had to look it up on YouTube because we were, I didn't want to call him Dav. I thought it was Dav. <laughs> I was like very confidently walking towards Dav. 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 Um, I wonder why it's Dav. Do you think it's like a I'm cool, gonna... edgy choice? Is he, does he live in Brooklyn or something? I have no idea. Hmm. Um, but I do think, I think that that's an important thing to bring up, though, that some authority figures mm-hmm. can't are, be, can't, yeah, it shouldn't be aren't in aren't aren't there for your best interests Mm -hmm. and i think it is a really good lesson to talk about being critical of those who are in charge but also like kids do need to learn obedience and discipline because that is a part of being a human Mm -hmm. (sighs) it just feels like a book that would make your parenting harder sometimes probably (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah probably (laughs) i'd be interested to see what like a a female version of Captain Underpants would be. Like... I already told you. Anna Green Gables. Uh, <laughs> <Amy>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Orphan yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there we go. That's it. That's all we have. Ramona... Ramona Quimby? Yeah. It's probably Ramona. I don't know. Um, uh, Ewok. What's her name? Eleonora, The one who lives in the, <laughs> in the Plaza Hotel. Oh, Eloise? Eloise. Okay. Ewok. Ewok. Little Ewok. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think we have the equivalent, but I'd be really interested to see that as well. Well, yeah, equivalent also in, like, I'm pretty sure this would get kids who, transitioning from picture books to chapter books. Yeah. Reading. Um, and definitely, I feel like if we're going to 
stereotype this, this probably appeals to boys more than girls. Yeah, I think so. So I wonder if there's like a book out there that um, does the same thing, but it's for girls. Yeah. I have to look that up. I'll well, research that. And if it doesn't exist, Eden, I want you to and write about it. I think I'm going to do it. Write that book. I think I'm finally going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to take those training wheels off. <laughs> I'm going to write my Be, Captain um, Bra. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Literally. <yeah. laughs> That's all it's called. It's just Captain Bra. Captain Bra. Bra. <laughs> Oh, um, so I guess what I'm saying is for me, for me in my house, we will read the book, but we will not watch the show. Yeah. I just, I just feel like that boundary, I don't know, I don't know, and maybe this is like how all those moms didn't let any of their kids watch The Simpsons because they didn't like the animation, could be in that same family, but I'm fine with it, but I'm also not going to impose that mm-hmm. on my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. It reminds me of, um... The neighbor girl from Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. There's something about it that's like, you know what? That's not for me. <laughs> I hate her. I hate yeah. her. I actually, so I rewatched Mean Girls, and I feel like um, that is a show I don't think I would show my teen as much as I love it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Why? I don't know. There's like a lot of uh, attitudes and personalities that I just don't want to expose my child to if she has not been exposed to it already. And it's like one of those things like chicken or the egg. Did these high school movies come because high school was that clicky and terrible or are high schools clicky and terrible because of movies like that? I think high schools are clicky and terrible, and movies reflect it. Because I think being going through puberty is so complicated as people's bodies are changing at different times. True. Like, one puberty experience, like, you getting boobs, mm-hmm. and not, you, Eden, getting, <laughs> no, like, one girl, you know, developing over summer goes from being, like, a child to becoming a woman mm-hmm. between, like, w- like say, like, freshman and sophomore year, and she's looked at totally differently by, by people. Mm-hmm. And, like, with all those hormones, then it becomes competitive and com- competitive about things that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. And everyone's figuring out who they actually are. I just think it's, like, there's so much happening that yeah. I think that... T- I don't... I think it would be... I think that all of those coming-of-age experiences would happen... Anyways, but yeah. I once again not a psychologist. Yeah, I have no idea. But I did get my undergrad in sociology. That's a pretty good. So uh... I can throw some things up on a data analysis tool. <laughs> <laughs> SPSS. Let's do that. Yeah. So I don't know though, but I think um, once again, I mean, it's your house. You get to do what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And this is our big plug for libertarian. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) I have opinions about libertarians, but... I need to. I wonder if we should cut that out in case we have libertarian listeners. Ah, it's okay. you know, maybe you should reconsider some things, my (laughs) libertarian (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, let's go on. Okay, so... Um... Yeah, just... uh, I... Do you want to have a guess why I was banned? (laughs) I think it was banned because underwear. Because of the underwear, I and also underwear like, poop. I think it's the underwear. I think it's just a grown man in underwear. 
I don't know, potty humor seems to be like, I've met so many people who are, who said that they were not allowed to say poop in their, or their house. What? What like, would they say for that experience? I have no idea. Experience? What would they say? Like, were they just not, they, were they just not talking about bowel movements? They probably circle back to those VMs in this yeah. one. I think um, some people do call it, like, they had to call it bowel movements or... Oh, God. Yeah. I wasn't really talking. Like, I didn't say poop a lot as a, as a person. I don't say it as a lot as a person. I think I've said it the most in this conversation just because I don't really feel like that comes up a lot in conversation for me. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I feel like my brothers were always talking mm-hmm. fecal matter. And so... Poop. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> Another rule for my future house. I live alone, so like none of this is applicable. But yeah, another rule. Yeah. That's interesting. So you think it's because of the potty humor? I think it's the potty humor. Okay. I think, um, just, yeah, underwear. I don't know the banning community well enough is what we've learned. I keep losing on all of these. Yeah. Okay, so we are about to look up why it was banned. Okay. Uh, you're going to hear me type for a second. Hold on. Embarrassing. Why was Captain <laughs> Underpants banned? Whoa. That was the, the article that I read. So we just, um, yeah. as we were doing research for this, we found an apology from Dave Pilkey because he had some um, stereotypes about Asians in one of his mm-hmm. books. Uh, I thought it was a really well-written uh, apology because he acknowledges that his intent is different from the impact and he realized the impact and so now he's doing something about it. And that's something he's doing is he's pulling all those books off the shelves. Mm-hmm. He is stopping publication immediately and um, um, donating to appropriate charities. Uh, so I thought it was a really well done uh, response. response. Uh, this business insider says Captain Underpants is the most banned book in America. I wonder if that is true. Uh, it's not. We already know that. Oh, in 2012, it beat out the much more controversial title Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe it was the most banned book for one year. Like the most people or the most organ groups were trying to ban it or... Because we, don't we know that Toni Morrison, like, Beloved or Bluest Eye is the most banned? They're the most banned authors. Oh, okay. So Toni Morrison and, like, Judy Bloom are the most banned authors. Like, mo- a lot of their books are yeah. banned. Um, but I do know, like, oftentimes, these are all, okay, this is anecdotal. Mm-hmm. But I do hear that when Captain Underpants is in a school library, it is often the most checked out book whoa yeah so that is anecdotal i don't have anything to back that up but it makes sense because underpants is funny yeah okay so here are the reasons why it is banned offensive language because they refer to their school principal as that old guy and (laughs) called him mean old mr krupp uh, partial nudity, which we discussed. There's no actual nudity unless you count Captain Underpants's chest. 
Okay. <laughs> Violence. Uh, so that was the, the part where George and Harold are whacking the mm-hmm. robots. Um, it does come with a disclaimer, though. So. It's funny, too. But I think it's funny. I thought it was a joke, the disclaimer. It, was the, it says, the following chapter contains graphic scenes showing two boys beating the tar out of a couple of robots. If you have high blood pressure or if you faint at the sight of motor oil, we strongly urge you to take better care of yourself and stop being such a baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's the disclaimer that, like, it, the author wrote for that, like, that's what the, for that one chapter, mm-hmm. that's the beginning of it. And then it becomes like a little, like, flip book thing. It's really funny. It's really cute. It's yeah. cute. I wouldn't say um, it's really funny. It's funny, though. Yeah. It's humorous. It's humorous. Yeah. Uh, misbehavior. That's another reason why Are it was banned. serious? Um... Blackmail and threats, which I know uh, could spark a conversation. You could say, hey, kid, <laughs> child of mine, if someone does this to you, you tell me. Yeah, don't let them blackmail you. This could be construed as bullying. Well, yeah, the principal was clearly bullying the yeah. kids. Um, was a bad principal. And that is the end of that list. The last um, It is true, though. Like, the, the book does get young boys excited about reading Mm -hmm. and i think that that that's why i think reading it has a sense of value yeah because if it gets your kid involved in books like that it would be that's amazing especially a young boy who is historically young men have been like kind of pushed away from the book the book reading Mm -hmm. and so um like what a what a great gift that is even if it is so silly yeah for sure, Especially for sure. Especially because it's so silly. Especially. Especially. Um, I don't have any other things to say. I, I think I spoke my piece. I think I have too. I think we spoke <clears throat> as much as a person can, as two people can talk on Captain Underpants. Oh, I can't wait for us to start going through every SpongeBob SquarePants episode and yeah, really, really dissect what's going on there. That's what it felt like I was doing. <laughs> The funny thing is, Greg and I do do that. Oh, no. Because we do love SpongeBob. To be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Those walls could talk. A lot of poop and a lot of SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) (laughs) Mabel is so lucky. Yep. She's a lucky gal. All right. Thank you. Thank you. book is produced by us, Nicola Corin and Eden Wen. Music written by me, Nicola Corin, and produced and performed by my dad, Frank.